Well, welcome everybody to our very first episode of the Constructing Consciousness podcast. I'm Tucker Walsh. I'm here with Fionn Wright and Lee Reese. Yeah, I feel really a little giddy inside to invite you into this journey of different portals of beautiful, enriching, stretching, nourishing, emergent conversations with various beautiful humans and souls that come from the Constructing Consciousness Collective. This is a journey that we're kind of just diving into head first. We're playing with the boundaries and the constructs of what a podcast is and what it can be and just allowing it to come through us in the moment as it wants to and honoring its expression and the wholeness and the fullness of it and inviting you to come play with us. It feels like a, an invitation to us all to jump into together and to see how do we construct consciousness and um, there's so many wonderful people out there that I really want to dive deep into conversations with and uh, this feels like an opportunity to do that and to invite everyone in so that we're having a, a global collective conversation around who we are and who we want to become. Welcome in. Anything you want to share, Lee? No. Okay. Should we jump into the first episode? <laughs> I'm really excited to be introducing our first episode. Uh, Fiona and I spoke with Abigail Lynham, Mike DeGroyder, and Kimberly Lafferty. The five of us were just gathering in Hungary uh, this past May, right before the Integral European Conference, which we sometimes refer to as IEC. The flow of the conversation just sort of took us in lots of beautiful directions. And I imagine it gives a quite a good felt sense of what it can be like to be at a CC gathering. So I hope you enjoy. Uh, Lee Reese was unable to join us for this call because of time zone challenges being based in Australia. Um, but we know she is with us in spirit. All right, let's jump in. Kimberly, I was wondering if you'd be willing to take a moment or two just to sort of guide us in, drop us in, just for a beat before we begin. Sure. Well, I'm aware with you of my body and presence and embodied connection to you all and to all of you listening as well in the future. We're calling and feeling you almost like these beams of light connecting us through the earth and through time. And I'm aware of just a deeper listening, I feel, with these trusted friends and colleagues, a deeper attunement to the words beyond the words together, or no words, or all the words, <clears throat> and also a felt sense of an opening to seeing um, in a new way. The witness of the witness of the witness that we all can be with each other. Um, and in this company, 
this feels easy. So thanks. For joining me in that, yeah. Thank you. There's something in the way that you speak, Kimberly, that lights up a part of me that, I don't know, maybe doesn't get love very often. Um, and I don't know if it's through the words you use or maybe beyond the words or um, the sound of your voice, but I get this, yeah, I get this sense of lightness. Um, like everything is perfect as it is and if I can just lean into what is here right now, like that's all, that's all that's needed. So thank you for, for guiding us into that. And um, yeah, it makes me curious about the, the light coming through in each of you and um, the light of CC constructing consciousness as a field and where that wants to go. Where, where is that light burning bright in the world? Burning brightly right here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and a, another question that I was just curious about. So this, this CC gathering was pre- um, the IEC conference, and I was just curious if anybody's impressions of how that how that filtered into the conference. Um, it was not quite sick. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't happen in the CC field. Three people speaking no. at once. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I found it really significant. It was, um, you know, I think that was one of my questions coming into the gathering because the Sedona one had followed the conference. And so there was a certain way in which we'd all kind of gotten to know each other and gotten current with one another's lives. And then, you know, this was the story that I told. And then we, you know, came to the gathering and we could drop in more deeply and let all that be at the surface, you know, like not necessarily be the content of our time and this time was so different it led the conference it preceded the conference and so I wondered I wondered you know what how that would be but what I found is that it felt like we then brought this deeper field right into the conference and then it continued to be present and to grow um, and to start to include others as well I love that part of it um, yeah so it felt very much to me really um, deeply inherent in or a part of my experience of the conference it it, it I, I, you know, of course I can't know for sure, but it felt like it made the conference a really, a very different space in a way that I was grateful. Uh, yeah, I would also recommend it. I mean, as a presenter, man, it was incredible to walk into my first presentation and see the whole back row full of people that just had my back and were completely there and just like, go. You know, and it's wonderful to have that, to have that support and that connection. And it, I want to reflect something you said, Mike, and just, you know, this is also, I, you know, a bit of what I think about in terms of what I, I'm learning as I'm watching this unfold. You said deeper self. And I love, you know, Fiona, I think you also said deep and depth. And that's something I look for in these communities. And I think in your 
those of you, your vision of starting this and providing this for the community, which is just so fantastic. What I'm noticing is CC allows an embodiment of a beautiful concrete collective, a subtle collective, as well as reaching into, you know, states that might be available or stages that are available to a certain percentage of us and maybe all of us have access as we do to those states. And so, but it allows a range of breadth, which for me is that depth. Like if I can show up and have people actually there for me, right, people, you know, uh, and also feel that my parts are seen and everyone's a reflection of that somehow and be aware of that. And then maybe even reaching into conversations and awareness that is awareness of awareness. And if all of that can be included, then that feels really good. And I've noticed in the CC gatherings, there is that support and that range for bringing health and wholeness to, dare I say, all the stages or whatever stages are needed in the moment, right? And that gives me hope and encouragement because a lot of us maybe went into these states, in my case, these states that we all aspire to so deeply, young, and we need time to be together in a concrete collective that sees us. We need time to stand in a circle and feel each other. We need time to experience all of these things and hold us in this framework of awareness of awareness. So all of the different, like little Kimberly is served, high school Kimberly is served, right? Um, Meadowware Kimberly is, is served, right? That, that there is, this is goodness. This is, this is goodness in the world. And I see what I see when I look ahead for CC2 and my hope and trust, frankly, is that this continues to provide a space and a scaffolding where all of these, all of these uh, tones, all of these, these uh, notes um, help are included in healthy harmony. Um, and I see that and, and supporting um, meta aware awareness of awareness that needs this uh, for health. So yeah, that's what I'm learning. Um, that's what I'm learning and grateful for in what you're doing. That was beautiful, Kimberly. Thank you. What was coming up for me was this some visual memories, but also this feeling of um a freshness that I felt alive at IEC. And some of the event organizers came up and they were they just said, like, thank you. Thank you to the CC team uh family for being here. It's really made an impact on on uh, the conference itself. And you know, I was thinking that there's a couple qualities in that freshness. One is actually like an actual youthfulness in terms of the, the age of the people that were attending IEC that might have skewed younger overall because the CC field brought a lot of um, younger folks in their 20s and 30s and, and 40s. 
and but then also like just the excitement of being with your friends and being in love together and then entering another field where that's amplified and it creates a, a youthfulness of energy that may, maybe youth isn't the right word but it, it felt to me like a like a like a fresh aliveness that is new and yearning to grow and to stretch and to be and to hold and to laugh so much laughter and so much touch like a like a the 2.0 tucker just wanting to reach out in reciprocity and touch the cheeks of fion or somebody else and like just the little gestural ways in which it felt like life was stretching into the, the iec conference um and so that was my experience and to have that be sort of seen and articulated back to me from the organizers that have you know been doing these gatherings for many years wasn't something I was expecting and just something I felt um to me really helped to reorient and motivate okay how do we align these gatherings moving forward in the context of other conferences or other events that are happening um to to be of service in that way which you know, I think just continues to amplify CC. It's like I'm I'm picturing the things that you fan the flames of fires with, and it just kind of like allows the flames to keep moving and spreading and bringing more goodness and love around. <laughs> there is one particular moment that really resonates with me, and it was in between sessions and I was walking with someone and say, oh, we were just kind of going around in circles, you know, with our arm around each other. So, okay, we're, there's some place we need to go and we'll look and then, where do we go? Let's get a massage. And then we go over and we see someone at a chair, like at a sofa by himself. And we said, that's where we got to go. Mm -hmm. And then we sat next to him and then people were coming out of a workshop and they started had come over and then like this whole couch and chairs all around there were people just holding each other and smiling and not talking or talking different conversations and what was incredible is like we're in this the hallway right and there's just all these people walking by and they were like and they just smiled like they just just complete and you know some of them even stopped some of them took a picture and it was like just so I mean, that was a real beautiful example of how that it did impact. And as Kimberly says, said is like the workshops, like it felt so nice to, um, I mean, we're fully there. Like we were, uh, well, I can speak for myself. I was, I was definitely fully there in the, in the workshops and it felt like there were a lot of others in our, in our gathering that were there and it 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 um it's not easy being a presenter in a workshop with strangers and and um to know that there is people there that you know you can feel the love it's, it just it it allows the presenters to be more full i, I really like that so I, I i wasn't in sedona so i don't know how i couldn't compare but i i thought it was really lovely and I actually wasn't even going to go to the IEC conference. I was last minute deciding whether or whether I wouldn't. <laughs> and it was so nice. And I just thought, yeah, okay, I'll go. And just so just showed up. So 
I yeah, am I think so it's glad that you did. Okay. <laughs> I love the question that you asked, Mike, because I think, you know, I, you can think about it's it's uh, it's one thing to gather with a group of people for a few days and to drop into a deeper space and to open up, you know, new territories of our experience. And then it's another thing to transition into another context and to see how that continues to live and and grow or or not, you know, and and um, and so it's in a way it's a beautiful way to realize the the fruits of the you know what happened in those few days together. And, and I hear that from people who were at the gathering, the way you know some of the seeds that were planted or the things that opened continue to flourish. And that's a beautiful it's a beautiful realization and testimony to um, the importance, the realness of you know what was able to open. And I and I think about, you know, when I when I come to the CC gatherings and there's just been two for me, you know, so I'm still learning and exploring. But, you know, as somebody who helps to hold spaces and facilitate processes, I give myself the freedom and I and I and I sense that many do, maybe all, the freedom to show up just as I am, with no agenda for anything that needs to happen, no plan. Um, a commitment to to be alive, as awake as I am, um, as vulnerable as I am, as truthful as I am, all of these things. And and that 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 freedom and that invitation is uh, for one, it's blessed because I don't think there's actually any way ever to show up in a different way. And yet I yet I do. I put pressures on myself and it creates a different shape of me in the moment. Um, but also by doing that, then you know, along the lines of what you were speaking to, Kimberly, then there's a fuller range of who each of us are in the space, which I think is part of what liberates um, more love, more truthfulness, more awareness, more commitment to to be with each other in a way that if and as something happens that was a little bit beyond the bounds of what was okay or, or um, felt okay or right to another person that we're actually going to we're gonna work with each other around that. So that's where some of the trust and safety comes from as well. Um, and so I, I hear in the stories of what happened at the conference, just this, this freer flow of love, the freer flow of one's presence, freer flow of just the, you know, sort of the truth of our own beings. And that is uh, really, I mean, in my own life, it's, it's, it's very steeply pleasurable, which is not what I'm, I tend to be seeking. You know, maybe I tend to have, in, I, I seek to have impact or I seek to, bring depth, but it's also very pleasurable. And that is, um, that is a joy. There's something coming up in me really strongly in my heart right now around um, really honoring Terry and Kim and the Barta family. You know, um, I really, just the way that I saw Terry and Kim hug each other as brother and sister and the love that just emanated from that family connection and the way that I've met Katie Barta and Bud Barta and Tom Murray and Jeff and Abigail. Like there feels like there's this family that is around the Fallon Barta family that is one of the seeds in which CC, the CC family has been birthed from. And there is this, this moment, I'm remembering it right now in the cafeteria and it feels so alive where they were getting up to say goodbye and just hugging each other and they were touching each other like this and whispering in each other's ears and i was just like yeah that like that's 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 the love that's the thing like that's 
it's the the beautiful metaphor the feeling the felt sense of what I hope people that come to CC can feel and and that might not look the same it might not even feel the same um, but there's a like a ground in which that arises from that um, yeah I, I think provides infinite medicine and the ways necessary for the moment for the people um, and so I, yeah I just really want to honor the family like the actual literal family and the and the felt sense of family in which all of this has come to be. And that for me also speaks to the, the family of the, the collectives that live within within us, like you were mentioning, Kimberly, like all the little fjuns that were met in so many ways. Um, and as you mentioned, Kim there, Tucker, there was a moment I mean, Kim's renowned for his hugs, right? <laughs> but there was a moment after coming out of a hug with Kim where he held my face like how you hold like a, like a baby and just kind of like gently massaging my eyebrows and just kind of allowing my whole face to relax, like in just pure relaxation. And it was so deeply moving. It touched a place in me that had, hadn't been touched in this lifetime just a kind of a love for my body, for my self. And I remember a few days later, just, you know, doing a workout and um, like just reaching up and like touching my face and like holding my neck. And I just started crying. I was like, wow, I've never really held myself with such love and such care before like such a simple thing just to kind of come up and hold my face and just let it relax in and just let the tensions that are held just let them go just be held in that way and for me like that is that is the pure embodiment of love that spans all the stages all the levels right like we all have a body and yet we can be so subtly nuanced in how loving and caring we can be. And that event that that felt so significant for me took like maybe 20 seconds of IEC. Like that was it. And it, it didn't happen at the gathering, it happened at IEC. And if it was just only that 20 seconds, the whole conference would have been worth it for me. Now, there was many, many more things than that, but that alone healed a part of me that then allowed me to come back home and hold my children's faces with that love in ways that I had not known how to before. I didn't have it in me, hadn't experienced it, and so didn't know how to hold so fully. And, oh, I don't know if it's because of this or, or, or something else, but my son came to me the other, the other day, I think it was the day before yesterday, and he's um, actually told a story about this at the intro conference in Sedona, he had a bit of birth trauma 
where he was taken away from us in the hospital at birth for 10 days and we were in China. So we literally didn't get to see him, like couldn't even see him for 10 days. We weren't allowed in the room where he was. And it's taken our family a long time to integrate that. And one of the things that's been difficult is he hasn't liked very much physical touch. So I've tried to give him that space. I've tried to just, I'm a very touchy feely person. So it's been really hard for me to not like go and hug him or go and pick him up or cause he like, he doesn't want it. He, he's very specific about what he wants. And the other day um, he came to me and he said, daddy, daddy, can I have a hug? And I was actually in the middle of something. So I was like, yeah, just give me a minute. <laughs> um, and he came back to me like a minute later. He's like, daddy, are you ready for the hug now? I was like, yes. And then he like, instead of like standing up ready for a hug, he like jumped on the bed. <laughs> like, Is this a lying down hug? He goes, yeah, yeah, lying down. So I jump on the bed with him. And then he like starts gathering the blankets and like putting the blankets over us. And I'm like, oh, is this like a as cozy as it can be hug? He's like, yeah. And so we we get in all under the blankets together, get really cozy and cuddly. And he holds my face. Mm -hmm. And I was just melting from the love. Um so nourished in my whole being in a way that I had projected on him that I would never get from him. Like, oh, like from this, you know, son who isn't the touchy-feely son, maybe I'll never really, you know. And to get that from him in such a genuine, loving way, It, it healed parts of me that didn't know they could ever be healed. Um, and it felt not, like not only like rich and beautiful, but like deeply, deeply intimate. Um, in a way that I didn't, I didn't know I could have with my child, I, it just, in that moment, reconfigured my whole concept of what it is to be a father, what it is to connect in love. And so to kind of go all the way back from the CC field that was generated and the love and the, the connectedness and the closeness to then going to IEC and having that and then kind of taking that home and bringing it to my children and then them bringing it back to me. It's like, like where did that start and where does it end? There's mm -hmm. no beginning and no end. Like that is just the love of the cosmos of the universe just coming back into itself and for me that's what the cc field is holding space for and representing is like all those little bits and parts and pieces and fragments of consciousness that 
haven't fully found their place in wholeness. And to have like a, a field, like a, it's almost like a magnetic attractor field that just supports the gentle, gentle returning home of that oneness that we all have. And for me, there's no, there's no greater gift than being able to bring that home to my family, like as a father, as a husband. Um, I'm deeply grateful for all of you for contributing to that. Like there was a, a moment, Kimberly, I think I told you at one point where some meditation you guided us through just like lit up a part of me that hadn't been lit up before. And with you, Abigail, there was like moments where I saw you show up with like real clear lucidity and boundaries that I actually had never seen you shown up in that way before. There was something really that felt very special to me about seeing you this time in that way. Um, <laughs> and Mike, I don't know, I don't, I don't know how much time I got to spend with you at the gathering, but at the conference, there was a an experience that I had with you by my side that gave me a strength that I didn't know that I had. It gave me a groundedness that allowed me to show up in more wholeness. And it's that, it's kind of leaning, leaning into the edges, right? And I do that, I feel like I do that every day with you, Tucker, like the messages back and forth, like, leaning into the edges of the possibility of how we show up as human beings on planet earth. And in that, I just feel so grateful to all of you and to everyone who was there for the ripples, for the ripples that go out into the world. Um, and that I'm feeling now and in all my all my interactions going forwards, it, it almost feels like unbelievable to say that, right? Like, oh yeah, an event that like makes you feel different. It's like, yeah, I feel more motivated, or I feel more. It's like, no, like I show up differently in the world because I got to be with you all in person. Such a beautiful beautiful sharing Fionn thank you and I um I mean I truly feel like oh this moment in this call is is the fruition of any intention I had to come to the call um and it's so beautiful to feel it hear it expressed through you and the particular way it impacted you and your relationship with your son and and it probably it's touching me also uh, deeply partly because of some kind of incomplete trauma that I had in relationship with my parents that I, I sought to find my way back to them around, you know, but didn't quite complete in, in my father's lifetime anyway. Um, and so there's something particular about how it's touching me, but it's so beautiful. And I, I'm just struck by, um, in this moment by, you know, we, we were born into the world 
from nothing but wholeness. And then we have these personality structures that, you know, that we order life's flow or the light that's that's moving through us. We're, it's ordered in some way that creates a sense of separation. And then those very structures become the portals, the pathways to, to return to wholeness. And it's so, I mean, I in this moment, I'm witnessing it in you, Fionn. Like I, I see in here, I feel the way you express yourself in ways that surprise me actually relative to how I experience some of your personality structuring, if I can say with, with love and truthfulness. Mm -hmm. And so I see who you're becoming relative to, to that. And it's so beautiful to receive and, and behold that in you and then to feel what that made possible with your son is, uh, yeah, breaks my heart in all the right ways. Really so, so powerful. And so that's part of my love and curiosity for what this is, this this kind of practice field, these experiments together, is it it is opening love, but it's but it's not just love because love by itself is can fall flat and can collapse into the, you know, the messiness of human life. It's 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 more than that. I think it's the love, the truthfulness, and the awareness. Like there's something about those three together that seem to be giving this some of the ingredients that I think is making more possible. And I'm curious to hear like how you all are seeing that or what you're seeing as some of the elements that are, um, you know, really feeding and informing this field and what's happening through it. Thank you, Abigail. That was really. I'm kind of short of words. My heart is just filled. And I want. I do want to tell you that it was such an exquisite moment that we had at the CC conference where we were in tears, and you said, "I see you. I see you. I see you." And the tears and the joy and the love. Cool. And we've known each other for quite a while. It was very, very fresh and alive and new and I think sometimes we forget that people change or or that or you know they're or I notice in myself that I, I I don't allow enough for people to become. And um, I just really love you, Abigail. I just want to tell you that. <laughs> I love you too, Mike. And that moment shines so bright for me. I, I knew you were going to speak to it, and it's just like, on this call it's just like it's right you are right in front of me in that moment and uh yeah, yeah. thank you i also just want to get it on tape <laughs> get it. but 
No part is unhealable, right? Yeah. That's what emptiness gives us. And there are many different ways to see emptiness, but no part is unhealable, just, you know, aho soha, right? for us all. Um, thank you. I did want to also share and then, you know, come back also to your inquiry, Abigail, because I'm still holding that, but I think I'll regret it if I don't say it. Um, there was something very, it was extremely tangible for me as a, in terms of my work in the world, which was also an inquiry, right, to at the conference and, and even now it is rippled out absolutely into now to I teach a, a topic right now, I'm teaching a lot of a topic of ma called Mahamudra, which is eight different ways to understand emptiness. There's not just one way, you know, from Sutra to Tantra, obviously, right? And um, and that realization is developmental. You know, it's in a, a, I'm, I'm putting my stake in the sand and, and exploring this concept of realization being developmental. And it's, a lot of talking, a lot of concepts, a lot of philosophy. And when I was presenting in in after the the CC conference, there were there was quite a center of gravity of of CC people in the room that I for me uh, and I and I'm aware that had a meta aware a tier three center of gravity. And uh, I've never experienced this live like this before, but it, it's even though a lot of the concepts may have been new to these people in terms of putting words to experiences that were not new to a lot of this, in my impression, this audience, there was something about when I would look in their eyes and it was it was the we, absolutely the we of just, they were with me, not Kimberly. The me was the we and they were with me. And it was more than just, oh, I got your back. You know, we're on the, we are the same concrete clock. It wasn't that, it was that intangible with you. It was like, I uh, there were these threads and I'm, I like to move around a lot. So I'd be standing in the center of the room and each time I'd catch somebody's eye, that it was beyond understanding. There was just like this, it was like these diamond threads in an instant. And it was different. It was different. Um, to have that many uh, people, you know, have it be, a good chunk of the room, it, it was different, as, especially as I'm also talking about meta-aware topics. <laughs> you know, I'm actually talking about meta-aware topics and awareness of awareness and emptiness and form and all of these things. And so as a practitioner, teacher practitioner, uh, that was very powerful. So just a report from the field in that way. And thank you, you know who you are. Was there, were there with me? Um, yeah. I'm. I'm. I feel so 
conscious in this moment that we're so much bigger than than we know ourselves to be i mean that that's what feels wholly true and and there's something about our work here together that's that's giving us more deeper wider access to the truth of that and um you know in this moment i'm struck fiona if if i can come back for a moment you know you said something about like seeing something in me come forward that you hadn't seen so clearly. And I'm noticing how I kind of said the exact same thing to you. And so then what I'm conscious of is, oh, we've actually missed each other. We've mm -hmm. missed each other in, in our fullness, in the, in the fullness of who we are. And also something more is made possible in the space, you know? And, and I say that because I, I feel, um, I feel a little sad about the missing, but I also feel so grateful for the deeper recognition of the, you know, the fullness, the bigness, the, you know, the sort of infiniteness of, of that we are. And uh, yeah, so just, I just wanted to touch on that moment because I noticed how it happened between both of us, you know, and uh, yeah, I feel really grateful. Yeah, I noticed in, in, in the moment when I was speaking that to you. Um, yeah, a sense of sadness around that. Like not having seen you, maybe in the ways that, or having filters around whether it's my own projections on, or, or holding you in a specific way that wasn't honoring of your wholeness or there's also something there about what Mike mentioned of like not allowing you to become right like oh yeah I know Abigail I know she's kind of in that way and then to experience you this time was like oh like I didn't I, I didn't know Abigail but I knew Abigail no I didn't know Abigail and here Abigail is showing up in a way that gives me hope for the dissolution of all the projections that I have of everyone in my life um like the same with my son like oh my son is like not one of those touchy-feely right like like that wasn't true that was my holding of him in that way and the dissolution of that and um it's also really touching to hear you respond back to that and um kind of made me made me reflect on the times and spaces that we've been together and how i might have been showing up and um how i at times don't allow my own becoming right? like that i hold myself in these structures and shells of like who i think i am <laughs> And to hear you speak to that allows some softening of that, that the, the shells can break open and the, the ways in which I hold myself can be more fluid and that I can allow myself to become more in the moment, every moment, um, and allow myself to be seen through your eyes, through our eyes, to that collective we, right, that, that holds us all. Um, 
and there's just like there's a safety in that i can kind of lean back like my whole back body kind of leans back into like this oh like this being is held i don't need to try so hard to like make my way in the world or be someone right it's like oh just showing up that's mm. it That's just so I, beautiful. I, and... oh, sorry. Please go, Mike. Please. <laughs> um, it's 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 this, right? So, like, what I recognize is I haven't allowed myself to break out what I think I am. And it's as Kimberly says, you know, everything's just a blank screen in front of you, and everything's just thrown on there. And it's like this is such a beautiful opportunity. What you see out there is actually here, and you can. Like, I'm just uncovering more and more of allowing myself to become, like, allowing my all the old skins of, you know, growing up and enveloping to shed to a fresh new skin. And, and then there's no skin. And that's so beautiful. And though this is the, these are the contexts where you can, Aha, I see. Yes. I had this experience so strongly with Kimberly. I said to Terry, I said, Terry, I thought I knew Kimberly. I didn't know she's a rock star. <laughs> I just felt you just in this whole new shape of expression of beauty and love and power and wisdom. And I, my first feeling was also sadness. It was sadness of, you know, I always liked you, Kimberly. It was, but it was a sense of like, I thought that um, I didn't even know that I was thinking that you were something until I experienced you as something else and then realized that there was an invisible structure. There's a, a subtle structure that is as thin as a spider's web. It's almost transparent, but it's there until we just, there's that's insight, right? We have a moment of being in sight and seeing the spider web, seeing the optical illusion that was shaping and framing reality. And then we can pop out of it. And then it can just be like a like a bubble that just disintegrates back into everything. <laughs> and for me, this is you know to to create a, a CC container in some ways just feels like life celebrating the miracle of Kimberly and the miracle of Mike and the miracle of Abigail and Fiona and Tucker and just bringing them into a new context, a new container, a new set of circumstances that all of time and space have come together to create and just to allow it to play out in new forms and new shapes and new diversity and new expressions. And, you know, fully empty and also fully full and also empty of full and it's everything and it's nothing and it's just it's just what it is in the moment is as it's expressing and it's just perfect. And <laughs> if nothing else, it just feels like CC is a container for the entire 
cosmos to just be an expression. And, and there's some way in which it feels, and like when I speak to that, it feels um, like I there's no more stress or pressure or feeling of needing to do it right or something because we're actually never not in it. It's always, it's just always is. And so it's just happening this way now. <laughs> and there's something that feels really relaxing in my system as I speak to that perspective. beautiful to hear you say that Tucker and I um I I I feel so grateful actually for this particular call and and this particular configuration of of us uh, and I just love that some real healing work is happening right here together I I I feel it in myself and I I hear it in our in our words to one another um I feel pretty excited about that because um because it's it's so easy not to have that be the case, to not have our own vulnerable, you know, edges be also available in in this kind of a conversation. And um, and I feel I feel moved by um, you know feeling uh, just to come back for another moment. I just um, I've been conscious of of this possible missing of one another, and I can see how it's been in my it's been in my awareness and maybe my mind. Um, but I hadn't yet turned towards you to open that up. And, and here it is, here we are. Um, and I can, and I, and I can feel, and you and I can chat, you know, a little bit offline for the content of it, but I can kind of feel where some of my own something work, let's call it gets connected maybe to where some of your work might be. And so where we can, that can shape the, you know, the missing of one another. But the truth is, just like you spoke to Mike, I I also am missing myself. You know, I there's 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 ways in which I'm not able to express myself more fully or bring the fullness of who I am forward. And it's these kind of exchanges, and it's the kind of space that we shared that makes that more possible. And I'm so struck by what I said at the beginning. You know, like oh, when I come to CC, I just let myself show up like a human, and I trust that what you know what wants to come through will come through. And and then I said, oh, of course, how can you show up anywhere else in another way? And yet I do, because I put certain expectations on myself and certain forms around who I am. And, and so this is reminding me, this very conversation is reminding me that, that I don't need to do that. And I can, you know, live, live as large, live as loud, live as free um, in other spaces. And, and remember, this is a touch point for that. It's good. Thank you. <laughs> I rejoice. I rejoice. I rejoice. What's coming up for me too, reflecting all of so much of that is uh, CC providing. We need new words. It's not safe space. But if you could level that up to a space that happens between people when the majority of the people or on the other side of projection, who understand or can catch it in the moment or close enough and understand that everything is a capital P projection anyway, right? And, and there's a freedom that happens. That's Those are those people who were with me already, right? 
there's a freedom that happens on the other side of that for little Fionn to come out and get healed. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to just, this is now, that was like a transmission, Fionn. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just going to do this and go to my son today and with invitation, you know. But there's also the space on the other side of projection. Let's find a word together for it. That let's Lama Kimberly come out, which is usually secret and by intention. I, I mean to look like a normal mom a lot of the time. <laughs> no, I'm not hustling, right? So, but the I, I need a certain space for that side to come out. So it wasn't you just not seeing Tucker, it was also me hiding, right? To a certain extent. So that also, right, is that space on the other side of projection together. So feeling immense gratitude for that. Thank you. Um, keep doing what you're doing, please. Keep it going. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel a very subtle fear come up in me as you as you say it like oh like keep 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 it going keep doing it's like well it's been so perfect so far it's like how do we keep it so you know and yet at the same time there's a trust there's like a knowingness that the work will continue that it will continue through us and um Yeah, holding space for these gatherings feels like a real vulnerable place for me. I feel like there's a lot of parts of my life that are like, I got that figured out, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know how to hold that. And this is not one of them. This is one of those spaces that I don't know what's coming. I don't know how to hold it. I don't know. if it's going to fall apart in the moment. Um, but being willing to lean into that because it feels important. Um, like everything that you're sharing and all the feedback that I've gotten from the gathering. Um, makes it all feel like it's worth it for me to feel vulnerable and <laughs> not knowing and in a space of making mistakes and like be like oops oh, could have done that with a little bit more uh nuance and as i'm talking i'm also reaching for my charger otherwise my computer is about to die um and these gatherings feel they feel sacred to me you know i, I tend to veer away from that type of language in general but there's something about what's emerging in the field that goes far, far, far beyond what each of us as individuals. Like there's the healing of those fragments of those pieces, you know, the little fians that are all coming together and rejoicing. Um, and there's something wider, there's something deeper. And it feels like there's a there's a tenderness in me around holding that um 
and a little like that's part of a little bit where that little bit of twinge of fear is coming from it's like because it feels important there's little nuances of how it's done you know like that space on the other side of projection in a collective field that you were speaking to kimberly we as humans don't have much experience in those fields um there's they're not very common um and in this many collective right perhaps even in some ways a new emanation on planet earth um and that feels it's like it's like it's like a baby being born like oh i just want to be so careful with this field but then like not overly careful you know like but like how do i meet it just in that way where the needs of those present are being met but there's a a way of holding that flows forward into the future in its own form of healthy wholeness that's evolving where like we don't have it figured out and each of us have our own blind spots and shadows and ways of not seeing each other or ourselves so how do we do this in a collective space how do we meet each other in a way that we don't know how to meet each other yet and there's yeah there's a real vulnerability in me around like there's like a, a want to ask for help you know and i know i feel like you're all doing it right now but there's this this invitation outwards to like yeah myself and tucker and lee are holding space for these as kind of the the organizer facilitators but like we need support like we need light shone on our blind spots or and or kind of the holding of when we don't know and it's okay to not know and it's okay to collectively not know but to hold that together um and i do i do feel held but it, there's also kind of this impulse coming through me to be like hey like we need some support, you know, in figuring out how to do this together. And um, it feels really important to have like an ethical lens to how this is done. That it's not just, hey, these are gatherings and we're running them. Let's bring people into the field. It's like, no, like, let's really look at the nuances of how this is done like the real subtle, the subtle of the subtle, <laughs> like the, the meta tiny nuances, like the types of nuances that have never been looked at before. So when we say a collective space on the other side of projection, where the majority of the people know how to catch their projections in the moment, what are the new forms of communication that come up when that is true? And what are the, what are the subtle ways that there may be capacities where the individual who's communicating feels like they are doing it in a healthy way, but there's like very subtle ways in which they may be doing something that is harmful to the field, but maybe not even aware of it in the moment. And that the collective field isn't 
even really necessarily aware of it because it's never really happened in this configuration before. And so that for me feels like a vulnerable space of, can we lean into it together, into the unknown, in the not knowing, but hold the ethical lens and the integrity of the importance of the sacredness of the field so that all those who step into the field going forwards are held with not that safe space, Kimberly, but that, you know, whatever we're going to call it, and I'm looking forward to having a word for it, that it's being co-created now, that we don't, we don't know what it is and we don't have a name for it because it's, it's, it's a new phenomenon in collective consciousness. And it's to be held with like the utmost care and gentleness so that it emerges, it's birthed in its, in its wholeness. And uh, yeah, I feel like that's an important organism for us to birth together and hold together. me that you're asking the questions is possibly the most important part of you know what I received and what you spoke to there Fion and and you know a couple things come to me one is I feel even more invited in and excited about that um I I have no question that that we in the way that you're <clears throat> structuring the spaces and inviting us in that we are all holding it together there's there's no question of that and I I mean, you're playing a particular role, the three of you, and it actually takes courage to do that. And it takes, it takes a lot. There's a lot of things. There's the, you know, there's the courage to, to make the invitation. There's the wisdom of, of holding the, you know, holding the space and inviting people into it and doing all the things that it takes to bring people in. And then there's also the courage to let go of holding it just by the three of you when, when we're all together or when we're, you know, in a, in a practice field. But you're also inviting me as in more fully, and I and I welcome the invitation. And I also care deeply about the ethical, the ethics that you're speaking of. And I can, you know, without going into the the sort of specifics of it, but I can go back in my life to where I've joined gatherings um, with a similar intent. I think for humans to come together and birth a new consciousness. Let's say they probably called it that. And there was a lot of harm done in the name of it. I, I experienced that boundaryless spaces where boundaries were crossed. And I was a younger human. I didn't even know what boundaries were or what my own boundaries were. And, and for sure they were crossed. Um, and so it's interesting to me that some of those memories are coming forward because for me, what, what I'm experiencing in these gatherings is, is almost like a fruition of a yearning that I had earlier in life, but wasn't quite ready for. Um, but the space wasn't ready either, and it lacked the uh, the maturity that we're speaking of, the integrity, and also the ethical um, kind of probably an ethical maturity. Um, and so I care a lot about that, and that's one of the reasons I was asking about the elements because I think we we need principles to guide this practice, and we have them. I think they just need to get named and um, kind of worked with. But um, and then we need, and then there is a need for the kind of you know, reflective spaces like this, um, you know, maybe in a slightly different context to explore the edges of that, you know, where, where did it go well, well, where didn't it? And how can we
we hold that. Some of what's coming up when you share Fiona is, I have this embodied sense of wanting to go up and tickle you. <laughs> and maybe what that speaks to or, or how I'm making meaning of that right now is um, also holding the, the, the pull or the, the perspective of being playful and, um, and being in this creative soup of expression that just sort of arises without a knowing, without even a question, without even intention. And just like sometimes we don't know what our boundaries are until they're crossed, um, sometimes we also don't know what healthy wholeness and loving fullness looks like until someone touches our cheeks in a certain way and we go, oh, oh, that's that thing. And so when we feel into this inquiry around what are new forms of communication on the other side of awareness of projections, I don't know. But I, I have a sense that I'm going to feel it before I'll conceive it. And I, I just love that um, in my experience of CC, maybe this isn't true for, for, for everybody, certainly. But in my experience, there's a, a foregrounding of playfulness and a foregrounding of sort of... Um, spontaneous expression of the cosmic joke <laughs> and all its sincerity and depth. And Mike, I feel like you've expressed that so beautifully for me. You've really archetype, ar archetypically sort of um, helped me find that within myself and helped the collective, I sense, find that within our self. Um, so thank you. I really appreciate that about you. <laughs> you tucker <clears throat> i think what else i want to put into the into this is so what's beyond projections what is the collective and what's beyond the subtle collective those there's something really powerful there's been many times where i've had this oh my god this is just the beginning this is like 1.0 of what's to come and there were many times when i experienced when people were in their alignment let's say when they like to me they were they were actually a representative of an incredible i don't know if you want to call it lineage or you want to call it family or you want to call it group and they are here somehow nominated to say these words or to be in this way or to feel this way and oh boy that changes that that's a game changer <laughs> so i was uh you know going beyond the projections is Yeah, it is beyond words. And so how, how will that communication happen beyond words? For me, I have heard it at CC conferences. You know, for me, not all the time, but which it shouldn't be probably, but a lot, some of the time, a lot of the time, I've heard it in this call. Um, 
I, I also feel uh, responsibility to come back to a word I think Fionn used early, a deep sense of responsibility um, to co-create this. And I, I'm uh, like Abigail, perhaps some of us do tend to sit back in these spaces when we do hold spaces <laughs> um, in other areas. And um, I've been just personally working with this space um, and playing in this space for a while uh, with community, not, you know, it's always an experiment, a co-created experiment. I also just some feedback find that discernment and some principles really laid out within the open space can help hold this, which I think sound like they get enacted anyway. If there's an obvious trigger, um, if somebody gets triggered or there's an obvious harm that it gets repaired, right? Um, there's some integration of uh, even 4.0 principles that can be up-leveled to the next space. Um, I have an ethical practice that I check six times a day. Um, it's called the Six Times Book that I've been doing for 25 years, where I don't need to, I'm not worried about the ethics. <laughs> Because if we are truly living from a healthy space on the other side of projection, it will take care of itself. Gossip won't happen so much. Or even as you're about to say, I think I'm I'm sharing, you know, there's always a context and an ethical consideration. wanted us to consider for longer <laughs> i know i love it consideration. Oh, your, your video froze we it's heard a... ethical consideration kimberly there's always an ethical consideration yeah i don't know what else i was saying now but <laughs> it was a good transmission the yeah, uh... it was probably <laughs> enough i think there ethics also happen I have an intense practice. I don't know if you heard that part. I have a very mm -hmm. intense. Yeah. Ethics are also developmental. Mm -hmm. So if we yeah. can put, I would suggest some discernment and principles around what that space looks like on the other side of projection so that, you know, gossip is reduced and um, repair processes are agreed to and, you know, an up level of the, of the skills at 4.0 um, so that it's overt um, and it's collective because I think the mistake that can happen on the other side of projection <laughs> is um, assuming that uh, my experience is everybody's experiences so I'm gonna call it in. Um, kind of taking the truth of that, everything's being projected on the screen is mine, but then forgetting that people, there are other people too that can see me. And so if if the more, um, the more we can be aware of that, I think some things can be avoided. Um, yeah. So 
Thank you. I'm going to have to excuse myself as much as I love this um, to move on to my next thing in the next couple minutes. So just presencing that. But I'm I personally am feeling even more committed and in and supportive, whatever that looks like, of this and you all. And I'm grateful, very deeply grateful for this work, which I think is uh, very much needed in in this world doing good work. Thank you for it. It's so good to have you here, Kimberly, and to, to come to know each other, to come to know you more fully in, in this space and to share the community, really. I'm so glad and grateful. You're here. Yeah. I, I wanted to speak to an additional element. You know, I think about like, what are some of the ingredients that are shaping the space? and and. And one of them is prior relationships, you know, like there's there's a number of people in, in both of the gatherings that have known each other for a long time in a, in a number of different settings. And I actually think that that creates a certain kind of stability and a certain kind of depth already. Um, and then there's a certain set of practices that that people have engaged with. You know, there's the practices that come out of the stages work understanding, you know, and, and this isn't not everybody has all of these. Right. But the stages work, shadow work, um, generating transformative change and some of the collective practices that we engage there. There's there's quite a set of common, common practices um, that I, are being drawn on often in the space. And I think that, that is an, those are some important elements that I think could also be sort of in a way made more visible uh, for the sake of all of our evolution um, because because maybe by, you know, like, let's say in every gathering, 50% of the folks already know each other and they have these shared practices already that they're drawing on. It's kind of an implicit agreement. And then folks that don't have that are invited in and they're joining, you know, and they're also bringing their own set of, you know, practices and so forth. But, but I wonder about making some of that a little bit more visible for the sake of our, our collective, um, collective learning. Hmm. Noticing in me when you speak that, Abigail, there's, you know, at first maybe when Sedona was arising as a possibility and CC was birthed as a new entity that was kind of coming out of the stages world, but also wanting to differentiate and to sort of find its own look and feel and to have some form of healthy separation so that it could blossom into what it wants to be with some interdependence, but also independence as well and and now there's this feeling in me of being like I want to go back and just hug everyone and embrace embrace all the lineages and practices and teachers like yourself that have like quite literally <laughs> like in the most literal way possible have created CC and co-created and and created this moment that's happening now mm. and it, it feels like there's some way in which even just the naming of those other forms and uh, other containers of loving wholeness that have given rise to each gathering um, to celebrate that a bit more overtly or directly or explicitly. And, and that feels right in my body as I say that.
yeah, there's a there's a turning back that happens, um, a reflecting back. Actually, now that you said that, Tucker, I think Abigail was the one who actually introduced us, you and I, your um, <laughs> email when you were contemplating going through GTC, um, and um, the ethics, the ethical boundaries, the principles, the clarity around that as an evolving collective holding, but with explicitness of like what it is and you know like you're pointing to um feels deeply important that the there is that there already in the field and there's a need for a more explicit um communication of that so those coming in have it as well as those who are there already who may need a reminder or or bringing it into the collective awareness helps so that it's shared. Um, feels like a beautiful place to invite you all and everyone else into the field to co-create with us. I love that. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna say goodbye, but take you all with me as I go. Lots bye of bye, love. Kimberly. Thank you so much. It was wonderful love to be to you. Thank you. <laughs> I know that we're we're close to time and I'm not sure how we want to complete, but I, I feel like I could see some of the lessons that have been learned in the two rounds already. Um, and, and so those lessons in and of themselves become a way of, you know, kind of shaping. And I'm sure that you all as the holding team are are actively, you know, actively engaging around that. But I, I'd be happy to be a part of future conversations around it. But I, you know, one of the things that has has stood out to me and it's the most simple human thing is how there's in both gatherings, there's been, you know, we've talked about it as dissonance. There's been a certain kind of, you know, conflict you could say that arose in the space and how necessary that was for the the deepening of trust and knowing our own commitment and a, a sort of orientation towards practice around wholeness um, that was already, I think, there, but people didn't know it until we went through it. And so it's so interesting. It's kind of like, Oh, can you begin the third gathering to say like, okay, there's going to be a conflict. <laughs> what <laughs> might it be? Maybe we yeah. can start with it so that we <laughs> yeah, can. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> who wants to who wants to bring it in right now? But it's a necessary ingredient, and so knowing that I think helps people to relax maybe and be more wakeful around like paying attention to when it arises, so that we can uh, do right by the ways in which we we do harm with one another um, un, unconsciously or unknowingly. Um, and also to know that it's inherently a part of the, you know, the collective human experience. Well, Abigail, you have two months to think of some um juicy conflict that you can bring into the space <laughs> i'm working at it <laughs> you let us know beforehand what what it's going to be and yeah. what it's be so that we can prepare <laughs> uh. <laughs>
Well, I noticed a sense of, well, the time, um, but also the sense of, uh, yeah, somehow every conversation I have about CC feels like it's just the opening sentence. <laughs> and that's beautiful. You know? That's beautiful. <laughs> wow. I'm just looking at the sun, last of the sun shining on the trees and the birds singing, everybody's happy and chirpy, it's just lovely and I feel really grateful thank you for inviting me into this call um, yeah, yes, thank you yeah thank you also really has been so rich more than i expected um i feel very grateful and i feel so happy and grateful that the two of you and and with lee as well that you're 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 giving yourself to this work in the ways that you are um we all benefit so deeply from it um and i and i am as i've already expressed and really i'm just i feel very much a part of it and really want to support its uh, continued evolution Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you both. Friends. Love. Love. Bye. Bye. Bye.